I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into the nightmares. There it is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto, let's have some fun today. Uh, the Raiders headed into Indianapolis. The last five meetings between these two teams, the away team won the game. Raiders were away. History was on our side. And that streak came, end, came to an end today. Colts 23, Raiders 20, officially, officially eliminated from the playoffs. So there's really only one thing left to do, Soto. Yeah. We drink. Cheers to a um, an interesting season. One that had me on the edge of my seat. One that had me happy, frustrated, confused, annoyed, ecstatic, hopeful, depressed, but still all the time drunk. Yeah. Pretty rough. Pretty, pretty, pretty rough. Uh, there's a lot of ways, there's a lot of ways to point, you know. I'm reading a lot of uh the refs screwed us and this and that. Ultimately, we uh we didn't do a good job coaching today. It felt like a um a not good version of what I think our future with Antonio Pierce's head coach could look like. Um, the downsides are technically schematically not great. Um, again, the offensive coordinator, whoever that may be moving forward is going to hopefully fix that. Um, but at the end, like you've, like we were texting back and forth all game. It all, it all comes down on Antonio Pierce, good, bad, ugly, every side of the ball, everything. Um, he's going to need an offensive coordinator to be able to take some of those decisions out of his hands that he can trust. Um, game plan wise. I think his attitude is correct, right? We need to run the ball more. We didn't do it early. We um, Zeus got his 20 carries, which is always the goal, right? Um, at the end, there was 25 run plays. That was always kind of their goal. Still should have been more with Farva throwing 47 times, which is way too many. Um, but I feel like they started slow, and the penalties, which we'll get to, is abnormal. This is the most penalties they've had since week four. But they fought to the end. Defense was aggressive. Defense had a good game, not a great game. Didn't get any takeaways that we need. Um, but it kind of felt like what an, what an Antonio Pierce coached, coached Raiders team will be. A bad version of it, but I think this is kind of what we're going to expect from Antonio Pierce if he is our head coach moving forward. The problem that we're seeing is we're seeing too much Josh McDaniels in the two, two being cute. How many third and short, even second and short? How many of those? We're we're not a we're not a quick strike type of offense. It, mm. I think what happened is the Charger game fooled a lot of fans into thinking we're this run and gun wheeling type of team. When yeah. any team in the NFL could have put those points up against the Chargers the way the Chargers showed up to play that game. Take a look at the second half of the. Uh, Chiefs game before the, the that Charger game, or excuse me, before the uh, um, Vikings game, the Vikings game when we didn't score anything, and mm-hmm. then after that Chargers game, 
when we didn't score an offensive touchdown, right, uh, against the Chiefs. And then uh, the first half of this game, we're, we have some difficulties offensively that I don't, I don't think that we are necessarily uh, willing to identify at all times. I think it's kind of like when they score, when they do well, oh, wow, we're great. But again, it's not all about the peaks and valleys. It's really, it's really easy to get sucked into looking at the peaks. But if you take a look at the whole thing, we do have some huge issues offensively on this team currently. And I think the, the biggest issue is is the play calling is, is is pretty rough. In those situations, in a game like a close game like this, you just get the first down, right? Um, I understand that you want to create opportunities for yourself, but you can do that in different ways. You don't have to always go for a huge play or a trick play on a, sh- on a six, second and short or a third and short. Get the first down. Get yourself a fresh, fresh set of downs. Um, and, and also, uh, we talked a little bit about um, Antonio Pierce, uh, a couple of really head scratching moments at the to end the uh, the first half. He didn't call a timeout after first down when the Colts ran the ball, but mm-hmm. he called the timeout after second down when the Colts ran the ball. Doesn't make a lot of sense. If you're going to call a timeout, you might as well call it early when you can stop the clock and not let all that time go. Then uh, we talked about um, what was the second one. That, that, that told you about. I want to. I want to address what you said about the offense because okay. the this offense, this version of the offense, the Bo Farva Raiders offense of 2023, is only as good as the gifts the defense give it. Right. Five takeaways against the Chargers put up 63 points. Um, no takeaways against the Vikings put up zero, which is ironic because this was probably this is Farva's best performance of his rookie year. This is his best complete game of his NFL career. Um, 30 of 47, 299 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Pass protection was good. Only gave up two sacks. Really good pass protection. This was his best game. Uh, I wonder if that was maybe what Bo saw is, hey, Farva's firing all cylinders. Um, Gus Bradley is probably the easiest defensive coordinator in the NFL to scheme against. Not that he's the worst, but you always know what he's going to do. It's the most basic defensive scheme in in pro football, probably in Canadian football and XFL football, probably the simplest scheme you're going to see. So it's, but again, unless the defense is getting those takeaways, getting those huge sacks, getting defensive points, this offense has proven that it's going to stall here and there. And against one of the worst offenses in football, um, we only put up 20 points, which is more, which is more than if you would have told me no takeaways, only one sack, um, I would say, yeah, 20 points. That's, that's way more than I expect. So it was, it was a better offensive performance than I think normally this offense would give based on what the defense did. But if 20 points is like better than expectation, it's an offense that needs a lot of defensive help. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's again, don't get fooled by stats. Okay. It's easy to say, Oh, he threw for 300 yards. He had two touchdowns. He didn't turn the ball over. He threw the ball 46 times. If you throw the ball 46 times and you don't get 300 yards, that's a that's a huge issue as well. That means you're yeah. just dinking and dunking. So let's take a look at things for what they actually are. It wasn't a great game by Farva. Okay. Um, it was it, his it, best game of his. Is there a better game he's had? Uh, I mean, that's my point. I mean, this is this is the best version of Farva we've seen. I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. He's had he's had some 250 yard games where we throw the ball a lot less. 
and didn't turn the mm-hmm. ball over. So let's like don't don't get fooled by by the by the large number because it took him a lot of throws to get to that large number. So is it actually that good? I mean, he was six and a half yards an attempt. That's not great. That that's actually pretty bad. You want that's to kind be of a, par. That's kind of par for his course, though. That's uh, generally how not he necessarily. Is. I mean, I, I can even he, he threw even more picks in the in the Dolphins game, and he had a higher. You know, I understand he's not he's not turning the ball over, but if you throw the ball forty six times. You want more than 300 yards. This is the first time he threw a lot of balls and had no turnovers. I think that's a big, I think that's, and I think that's what his role that a, that uh, AP. I don't want to get stuck on a number. I don't want to get stuck on a number. I want to get stuck on production. How, what is he producing per those 46 attempts? It's not a good game. He had his, he had the first, like put the game on my shoulders, touchdown drive when we needed it. He's never had one of those before. In the NFL, sure. I think that was big again, and then and, and we're so happy that he did it. I mean, quarterbacks do that all the time. That's maybe my point. Every, it's, may, may, maybe, not, maybe not every single time that it, they they need to do it, but this is the first time that he's done it. I understand that he's getting better, but I think we need better, especially no, no, no. the way the defense is. I'm not up. saying he's won the job by any means. I'm saying objectively, and the ceiling's been pretty low for Farva so far. This is his best NFL game. Still not good enough to win the starting job. Um, enough to be optimistic, keep developing him like we always wanted. Stay on the Raiders. Love you, Farva. We're going to bring in a real QB1, and if you win the job one day, hats off to you, but you're going to have to earn it. You're not going to be given it. Um, and the improvements, right? This is the That was the big thing I've always I, – I, I've, I've wanted out of a quarterback that we never once saw out of Farva until today. Game's on the line. Put the game on your shoulders. Can you get us there? And he did, right? Obviously, wasn't enough. Didn't get the onside, and it was too late, et cetera. But that's the first time he put the game on his shoulders and got his part of the job done. And I think that's worth something. I think that's, I think that's worth an examination and, and, and an applause. He's only done it one time in nine games that he started, but yeah, got to acknowledge it. Um, thank you so much for the first super chat of the day. I rock Vegas. Appreciate you. To RJ's point, all I hear is AP deserves this job that it is the, uh, the NFL, that's not the way to look at it. We need the best coach available, period. Yeah, that's it's just what I've been saying. Stop looking at it as, does Antonio Pierce deserve the job or not? That's not the question. I know that's the narrative because you like attaching a name to it. That's why all the talking heads and like ESPN analysts, um, that's the hot topic. You make it Antonio Pierce driven. It is not Antonio Pierce driven. It's make your case, AP. We'll get to the end of the season. We'll look at all the best coaches available and we'll take the best coach that we think is available. And if it's AP, great. But don't look at it as it's Pierce's job to win or lose. No, it's he needs to be the best available candidate when it's time to make that decision. So there's a couple things here. We we were doing a lot of things that we've been used to in the past and it's just not good enough. Those second half field goals, those need to be touchdowns. When we're, when we're down, we need to not get the game close. We need to catch up. Because we don't we don't have that that kind of defense. I mean, excuse me, that kind of offense. We don't have that quick strike offense. We need to, even if you're getting chunk plays, it needs to go down the field. And um, every time that Antonio Pierce proves to many that he should be this the head coach of this team moving forward, he does stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Why on earth being down? Right, you're you're not winning okay why would you being down losing the game try to make the game shorter 
You have the ball on first down. You can run a play, which is still going to be in the third quarter, but instead you decide to let 15 seconds run off the clock. This is nothing new, right? Like this is nothing we, this is nothing new about Antonio Pierce, right? If we pick having Antonio Pierce as your head coach is like dating a stripper, right? You know what the highs are, but you're very aware of what the lows are going to be. And that, and if that's the choice we, and that's the the dice we choose to roll with Antonio Pierce, I'm not saying it's a right or wrong decision, but we're going to be aware of that. He's going to have the guys jacked. He's going to have them motivated. He's going to have them playing hard. He's going to have them um, getting the best out of him generally, specifically on defense. On the flip side, he's not an offensive or defensive guru. He's not going to X's and O's wise help any scheme really. Um, And he's still learning how to be a head coach, game management, fourth down timeouts, uh, all those things. Um, There was a couple penalties. Um, Like there was an uncatchable ball. Like a uh, Jack Jones had a pass interference. I thought it was uncatchable. He should have ran out onto that field and said, uncatchable. What the hell? Like, you know what I mean? Like get in the ref's face instead of just kind of like, Looked a little confused, right? Um, things like that, and we and, and we know what those trade offs are going to be with Antonio Pierce if we keep him. It's he's going to do this well. He's not going to do that well. Now he can improve. I think a lot of those game time management things and specific like um, uh, situational stuff, you just kind of need experience, which he doesn't have. So those those should improve. I, I don't think AP was blowing smoke up our butts when he said the worst my worst day as a head coach was my first one. I think it's true. I don't think it's just a slogan, um, but we're going to, if we keep them, there's going to be some growing pains and we're going to win games because this, this team is jacked and playing hard for him. And we're going to lose games because he's going to make mistakes in crunch time. I just feel like the, the team came out nervous today. You can tell by all the pre-snap penalties, the uh, just, just nerve. I think the nerves got, to, I think the nerves got to AP, honestly. Nerves? Uh, yeah. Is this this is like it's it's within reach, right? It's within reach. Yeah. And um, can I, can I say maybe a better word is like letdown as opposed to nerves? Like after back to back amazing games, two primetime games, rivalry games, short week travel. Boomer Esiason said on the CBS pregame show, like this is like their Raiders are poised for a letdown game. I was like, hmm, he might be onto something. And I think that's I think that's kind of what it looked like. I think it looked more like a letdown game than nerves. Would you agree? Uh, I just think uh, uh, why I say nerves is is those questionable calls to end the first half and to end the third quarter. Mm-hmm. It's like he just wasn't thinking. Like even you said, why aren't you not running on the field and saying uncatchable, uncatchable? It's like he's not – He's he, the moment is too big. Too many things are going on, and he's thinking about too many different things. He's not yeah. focusing on what needs to happen. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's, like I said, experience and reps, right? Um, anything you do or you've done it enough times and you're not thinking, ask any athlete, right? High level athletes, you want to be so, so practiced and repped and conditioned that you don't think it's reactive. And AP's not there yet in those crunch time situations. Like it needs to be reactive, which he's thinking because he's, he's brand new to it. Rory Jacks, big ups for the big super chat. Appreciate you. All the reports. All the reports point to Harbaugh going to the Chargers. What other coach is the best for us guys? Another coach will bring in his own guys. I like AP for a two-year deal. So I'm not convinced Harbaugh goes to the Chargers because Harbaugh is going to want two things that the Spanos family never gives. A ton of money 
and control. Right? Harbaugh's probably going to want that. And the Spanos kids have egos. They like having their fingers in the franchise, thank God, because they suck and they keep ruining things. That's why they keep hiring the Brandon Staley's of the world, like guys kind of on the cheap that don't really have a lot of competition. They're looking for their big shot because they don't ask for a lot and they come cheap. I'm not saying it's impossible that Harbaugh goes to the Chargers, but I'm saying two precedents will have to be broken for Harbaugh to go to the Chargers. Yeah, it's, it's a, there's a lot of a lot of people are going to say things as fact. They're going to throw a lot of stuff against the wall, and randomly, some of someone's going to be someone's going to be right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Harbaugh can be going to seven different teams, and 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 one person is going to get it right because they're just throwing a bunch of crap out of it. Uh, you know, against the wall. Yeah. Ultimately, three main people today showed that they're not as ready as we thought they were. Right. I don't know that we saw that uh, that Farva is read, as ready as we thought he was. Uh, I think for a few weeks now, uh, we, we we saw that Coach Bo wasn't as ready as maybe we thought earlier he was, uh, especially me after the Chargers game. Um, to be I think with Bo, we hoped. He yeah. Was, and, and, really and, think he was. And Antonio Pierce, I like Antonio Pierce a lot. And I think that. He may be the right. He still may be the right coach. Uh, the the with with the mix that we have now, we need a stronger a stronger presence and a, and a more experienced coach calling a game uh, than AP. Especially if because um, we we talked about it. And I I was saying it on the text string. Yeah, Coach Bo is being too cute. He's calling these different things on short yardage plays where we should be focusing on getting first downs, right? Putting ourselves in good positions. Uh, but ultimately, AP is allowing that to happen, right? And mm-hmm. it's, 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 it is Coach Bo calling the plays, but it's AP's responsibility to make sure we're doing the things that we need to do to be successful. So get, it ultimately falls on AP's feet. Let's uh, let's get to Bo in those third and ones here in a second. But first, let's go to Philo Barb 3000. Big super chat. Much appreciated, Philo. I don't think us AP supporters aren't saying deserve. We are looking for long-term change and cultural development. Put it in perspective. McD got a year and a half to do damage. AP, however, will need to repair. Um, I think that's fair. But again, and we've talked about it a lot, is the, I don't, I'm not saying this is true, but it could very well be true. Is Antonio Pierce just that great? Uh, given the Raiders' juice, can he do this for the next 15 years as head coach? Is this who he is all the time? Or is because he's following Josh McDaniels, the poison of every franchise he's ever been to, other than under Belichick, that he was so gross that Antonio Pierce, as a chaser, tastes like champagne? Was Josh McDaniels drinking, like having a shot of wild turkey whiskey? that no matter what you have after, it tastes delicious? Or is Antonio Pierce this guy for every roster, every team, consistently for the next decade or more? I'm not, I don't know either way. I'm inclined to believe AP can do this consistently, give, give, players that, give teams that juice. But it's hard to say when you follow Josh McDaniels that, oh, man, this guy's – the players love him. It's like, well, yeah, because he was Josh – the last head coach was the most poisonous coach in football. Yeah, it's uh, one thing that I, I said it a couple weeks ago. 
I said that emotion is great, right? Like the hype is great. Pumping up the motivation is great. Mm. But how, how long can you ride it? How long can you keep that up? It looked season. like we came out flat, right? It looked like we came out flat. And when that happens, you have to fall back on what? When you get tired in a fight, you fall back on what? You fall technique. back on your technique. That's what we didn't have today. We didn't have coaching technique. We didn't have execution technique. And ultimately, we didn't have the skill level that we needed to, to, to play the game that was being called. I said it to yeah. you guys earlier today. Coach Bo is calling a game for a quarterback he doesn't have. Yeah. He needs to, he needs to have a more dynamic quarterback to call the plays that he's playing because some of the play calls that he's making is putting his offense in a bad spot. So, um the Colts did to us what we should be what we should have yes, done to them. Exactly. 21 21 throws in the first half for Farba. That's inexcusable. And only 10 rushing. And 10 rushes, but no, it's terrible. How can you how can you have and then, double and, and then what happened in the first drive of the second half? Ten rushes, all, five passes, seven points. You I inferred don't understand. it. I don't I don't get this. It's like this is the JMD thing, I think, that was kind of like the leftover, being a little too cute, mm. right? When, when you're when you're hammering these guys on with the run, keep going because Zeus has shown you that just keep with them and he's going to break these bigger plays. Yeah. He's not going to wear down. He's going to keep going. He's going to he the offense is going to wear down. So uh, again, it's it's just getting too cute. It's being a little bit too Josh McDaniels about it. And that scares me a lot about Coach Bo is this game specifically when we didn't have that rush. We didn't, it wasn't a, a rivalry game. It was an early game on the road, buried in in, in in a bunch of the other early games. Everyone wanted to watch Baltimore and Miami. Right? Everyone wanted to watch that game. Okay, No one wanted to watch this game. So we go out there, no hype, no, 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 no bright lights, nothing like that. Just go out there and, and, and get the job done. And without that wave of emotion, we came out flat. We made a lot of mistakes, and ultimately, uh, the coaching mistakes, I think, was did us the most. I think it's fair to ask that with so much of the media and talking heads and reports that Mark Davis really wants to give AP the head coaching job, and it looks like Champ is probably going to get the GM, and there's a good chance if he's the GM, he's probably going to want AP as the head coach. There might have been – I think it's fair to ask, did AP feel a little too comfortable – and kind of let up a little bit. He's like, oh, I got this gig. I got the job. Not that he bombed or didn't care. I'm not saying that. But instead of foot on the gas the entire time, everything I can possibly do to win, maybe he was thinking like how he, he would de design his office as head coach. Maybe he was thinking like, okay, here are my contract demands. Okay. You know what I mean? I think maybe he might have started to feel a little bit like, maybe a little too comfortable. I think it's fair to ask that question. Yeah, it's it just it just didn't look smooth. A lot of the, mm -hmm. even though it was violent, it looked smooth. Things were looking smooth. Guys were in position. It just didn't look smooth. Yeah. Uh, big thank you for the big super chat, Rory Jacks. Love you, cute dogs. Fact is, going forward, we need a competent OC and starting quarterback. Yeah, that can make and extend plays. Love the show, fellas. Can't wait to see the studio. Uh, first off, on the studio, it is ninety-two point three percent done. Very excited. Uh, we may actually do the last post-game show of the year live from the studio. We might do like a um uh like a like a game view show, right? We'll do like a 
watch along or something like that because we're we're damn near there. Very excited. So the whole offseason will be in there. Maybe, maybe Broncos post game. We'll do it. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I think that's the biggest no-brainer. Um, competent offensive coordinator and a true QB one. And with the way this defense is playing, the weapons we have on offense, the O-line's pass protection is good. Run blocking can, you know, not gonna be perfect, especially with how little we're paying the O-line, but yeah, <laughs> QB one and uh O-line has been fine. Yeah. Our O-line has been absolutely fine. We have some young pieces for depth. Pass blocking was fantastic today. M- Meredith came in there when he needed to and played perfectly fine. We have three tackles that are perfectly fine. Uh, you know, the uh, Van Roten, he's gotten much better as the season went on, especially his run blocking has been perfectly fine. James has been serviceable. I think we can upgrade. If we upgrade a guard, Parham, I think would be a better center. But overall, any any excuses pointed towards the offensive line are unfounded. I think these guys have been perfectly fine for what we need to do. We don't need a superstar quarterback to be better. All things the same, if we have a quarterback who's just a little bit more dynamic, I think we win more games. Um, I think it's just it's just in the pocket throws or nothing. If it's an off schedule play, it's going to be an off schedule throw. It's not going to be a an off schedule run by the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You have a guy that's a little bit more dynamic, a little bit more of a modern quarterback. The way the modern the offense is run, you can run some of those plays because you know, hey, th- my quarterback is going to get me a couple of first downs a game. Well, yeah. Far- Farva's not doing that with his legs. It's going to be through the air. And that, you know, the, the linebackers don't really have to, you know, worry about that. They can drop back a little bit further in coverage, right? Um, so there's a lot of names out there that are going to be available. Uh, I don't know if you want to get into that firestorm right now. I don't know if you want to get into the – We got uh, all offseason to do that. And we got all to talk about the Kirk Cousins all, and the Russell Wilsons. We got all offseason to talk about that. And that'll be fun. Because I mean, that'll be fun. I think, I think depending on our offensive coordinator – um, and if, you know, AP gets the job or whatever, I think it's going to be a destination for free agent quarterbacks. I think people are going to. Maybe we talk it. a little bit about this. We'll get into that. But first we got to say, <laughs> thank you, Philip Barb 3000, uh, for the super chat for the studio fund. Appreciate you. Every, uh, every nickel and dime will help. Um, I'm not going to tell you how much I've spent on the studio, but I will tell you this me and, uh, so a little behind the scenes. I'm uh, a friend of mine is opening a podcast studio and I'm partnering with him. So it's not all out of my pocket and it's not all autumn wind bags, but we're going to be the flagship show of this new studio. Uh, I won't tell you how much it costs, but we bought three FX thirties. You know how much a Sony FX 30 costs. That's just the cameras. (laughs) That's not the lighting. That's not audio. That's not cables. That's not set. That's not everything else, but it's good. We're going to look awesome. Even our ugly asses are going to look fantastic. Uh, King 85. Thank you for the super chat. Do the people looking for Gruden Gruden realize how bad this man drafted? I mean, Alex Leatherwood enough said, I mean, we said it a hundred times. Gruden as a coach, pretty good. He's got his faults. Pretty good. Pretty good head coach. Terrible roster manager, atrocious roster manager. He isn't worth the good he brings as a coach for how bad he is at managing a roster. If he goes anywhere, he needs a GM that has authority and can push back on Gruden. 
Otherwise, the trade-off just isn't worth it. McBud, subscriber, man. First subscriber, thank you. Uh, Soto, will the cats be in the new studio? No, the cats do not travel well. They are unreliable. They're inconsistent. and they're That makes me kind of want to bring them to the studio. Just to if see you, what if crazy you can stuff they'll me, do. If you can promise me that you can secure that room, that Zero studio... Percent. Zero percent promise. That's what makes me. That's what makes and it fun. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna risk it. We need to get like a GoPro to put on the cats as we're doing the show, and just like kind of have it in like the vision. corner. Yeah, like cattle vision. Just a, you should just hang, like one, a, hang one by their neck and just have just a shot of them licking their nuts all show. Just like each just other, zooming in and out of their nuts, just like nuts right there, digging in things that aren't diggable. <laughs> uh, what else do I want to get into? Um, Let's get into Zamir White. He seems really legit. Um, he's making it easier and easier to let Josh Jacobs go. And damn, are we going to miss him? And I'm not saying we definitely should. Jacobs is certainly better. Uh, better at the backfield. Much better pass blocker. There were certain plays where Zamir, like there was someone in the backfield and Zamir just didn't have an answer. He just kind of ran straight and wasn't able to bull rush him. Where I thought Jacobs probably would have jump cut that. Like, Jacobs probably would have saved us three or four yards there. Um, however, Jacob's going to cost us eight figures a year, maybe a little less, something like that. Whereas Amir is going to cost us a mil. Is that a, you know, nine, $10 million is Josh Jacobs that much better than Zamir white. I mean, I think we've seen it. The answer is no. Okay. The answer is the answer is a flat out. No. Okay. When we've, and, and we had this discussion with Rory earlier today. He said, oh, we didn't see this coming from, from Zamir White. How could you see anything with one carry a game? You know, you can't. Uh, you have to give somebody consistent touches, especially at the running back position, if they're not like a gadget running back, like the way that Jameer Gibbs was being used earlier this season. He got maybe five, six touches a game, but he was put in positions where he was in space and stuff like that. So you can see his athletic ability, which very is very specific he plays that exactly. he repped a million times. So it was Zamir White. Or excuse me. Yeah, Zamir White was being running plays. He was running Josh Jacobs plays, basically, mm -hmm. with Josh McDaniels. And he's not that type of back. He's a yeah. power running type of back. He's not a really a zone read type of guy. He can run some, but if that first hole isn't open, it's probably not going to be a big game. Um so has Zamir White showed enough? I think he has. Uh, I think we still go for uh, a mid-round running back, some somebody with a little bit of juice. He's a bigger running back, okay? I don't believe he's 215 pounds. I'm sorry. I know he's listed at 215. I just don't think he's 215. I think he looks a lot bigger than that to me. He runs a lot bigger than that. An NFL team listing their players bigger than they are? Gasp. No, no, no. I think he's bigger than 215 pounds. You think so? I think so. The way he runs, I definitely feels like he runs bigger than two fifteen. I, I think I think you and Rory both make really good points. Um, you're a hundred percent correct that rhythm is important for a running back, and that's and that's part of it. But when you're a fourth round running back in your second year, behind an all pro, you need to take advantage of the opportunities you're going to get. Like it's not it's not the Raiders' job to be like, all right, we're going to make sure you get in rhythm. And that costs us quality plays that Josh Jacobs would do positive yardage in. 
You know what I mean? Like it's like okay, like you're right. Like it would it would be best for Zamir White if he got ten carries a game to find his rhythm. But when you're a fourth round rookie behind an All Pro, you're not going to get those opportunities. Yeah, and you have to take advantage of when they come. So, uh, but again, that's all kind of a mute point because now that he's producing when he's doing it regular, we can kind of look at what we're going at. Um, I'd still like to see one more game of him doing really well. I wonder what they'll do if Josh Jacobs suits up next week, if they're going to go Zeus or they're going to go Josh. Very, very curious on what AP does. But I think, um, I think I think it's fair to say that in the limited regular usage of Zeus that we've seen, he's, he's exceeded my expectations, I feel. Well, yeah, I mean, look, last year he, he got, what, 17 carries? He had like 70 yards. That's like four yards a carry. All right? So he's in, in limited usage. He was shown to be at least an average running back in limited usage. Uh, and exactly to your point, when you get the opportunity, you have to make it, you have to make a count. And he has. Last year, he didn't have an opportunity. He was in for one play to give Josh Jacobs a you know a little bit of a, a breather, and then Josh Jacobs was coming right back in the game. Yeah. So um, if we look at some positives from this season, I think that I mean, first off, not having Josh McDaniels here anymore is a huge positive, right? So there's that. Uh, we we saw some players on defense that I think, uh, given the right the right mindset and the right motivation, can uh, really produce at a high level. Uh, there's um, the fact that we saw that we have a very capable backup, maybe a starter moving forward, a spot starter, a, a two, three game stretch if needed to in, in, in O'Connell for sure. Someone we should be committed to developing. For oh, sure. for sure. For yeah. Sure. And I think, and, and again, if you, if you have an offensive court, what, what experience does coach Bo have in developing young quarterbacks? I don't know. I don't know. I think that he's, he's there's there's a difference between coaching and developing somebody. It's a big yeah. difference. And um, right now, we've seen a lot. I think that all things considered, okay, if we come if we come away with the right head coach for this team, and that could be AP and it could be someone else, we have a young, more I would say I think of the word dynamic. Okay, a, a young, more dynamic quarterback with Farva as a capable backup to either back up the young quarterback or start the season until the young quarterback is ready. If we have that with what we learned on the defense, this whole Josh McDaniels debacle is worth what would have been worth it because the way and, we were going before. And he brought in Patrick Graham. Yeah. And the way That's we were going before, the way we were going before with just cycling head coaches and, and, and not having uh, much of a, a, a difference uh, in, in in rosters out in, in important positions, I think that with that change, those changes, and um, I think we all we would have all uh, signed up for this last two years of turmoil if 2024 starts out with you know a head coach we believe in, a quarterback we can be excited about, an offensive coordinator that we uh, offensive coordinator that we know what we're doing. As long as we keep Patrick Graham, I think we all signed up. We will all sign up for that. The uh, the Raiders just have a knack of overcoming adversity and smelling like roses after dumpster fires, right? The Gr John Gruden season with rugs and um, other picks falling through and all the distractions that came with it. And we got to the playoffs for the second time in 20 years. 
this season. Um, not going to the playoffs, um, losing record, but some positives came out of it. And there's a good like eye on the future. It's like um, like pine cones, right? The only time pine cones drop their seeds and can grow another tree is with fire. It has to be a forest fire for regrowth to happen. I think that's the Raiders. Like the Raiders, like there has to be a nuke dropped under the facility for the next wave of like production and positivity to come through. And that's just, that's just how we're wired for whatever reason. And hopefully this is the one that can launch some stability. Let's talk about Devonte Adams. Real, real quick before we move on grumpy old vet. Uh, uh, he's, he's been very animated in, in the chat room, but I, I love Our that. Grumpy old vet? That's weird. That's new. I love that. That, that Lyle Alzado picture. Yeah. The, that's one of my favorite uh, pictures of, of a Raider. But Patrick Graham is a legit masterpiece defensive mind. Look, man, I wouldn't be surprised if Patrick Graham's like, "Hey, man, I want to, I want to, I want to interview for that head coaching job." The 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 best news or the best non news I've heard all the last probably like last half of the season is there's been zero whispers, rumors, or discussion as Patrick Graham as a head coach anywhere, which is great because. Um, we got to keep him, right? Like it's like that is yeah, such great. Doing what is, if if this I almost like, is... I almost feel like Soto. We should make a rule where we don't hype up Patrick Graham on this show because we don't want anyone else to know how great he is. We don't want the other thirty-one teams to be like, "Huh? He turned the Raiders' defense around. The Ra- the worst defense of the last decade. They turned them around." A defense that's never been better than 21st in the league in 20 years since they went to the Super Bowl. He turned that defense around in a season and a half. Let's interview that guy. We should like, we should Look, just only we, talk if, trash if, on Patrick Graham to try to think people not getting them. If PG is getting, is getting like whispers and looks across the league. I don't know, man. I don't want to let him go. He's no. again that that the defensive unit we have now is better than any unit we've had in 20 years. If Champ becomes GM, um, he needs to go to Mark Davis and say, let's write up a contract right now to send it to give to PG that makes him assistant head coach and a pay raise. Yes, yes. Right, like right this second, like now, before the whispers come out, before like any of that stuff happens, right now, be like, PG, we love you. You're an integral part of this uh this 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 team. Here's a pay raise. Your assistant coach, done deal. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. And and I've been saying it since the draft season, almost a year ago. I said, "Hey, man, PG's getting a lot of a lot of love from the Senior Bowl." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been I've been, you know, I, I've always liked him, even though even when the defense wasn't performing the way it's performing now, it's it's nice to see when let's say a bad circumstance brings forth like a, a a positive result. And I think PG is definitely a positive result because he wasn't a JMD type, you know, he wasn't a JMD guy. He was a higher, but he wasn't like one of the guys at his hip, right? He was his own man and he was allowed to stay and flourish. Um, he's a Belichick, the- Belichick tree guy, right? So he's not, you know, he's, he's a more, he's a Belichick guy. Than a he, he's, he's, guy. he's been here and there. He hasn't always been a Belichick guy, but he was, you know, a Belichick guy in the past. Uh, he was a, a defensive coordinator for the Giants, you know, for a couple of years and turned that uh, that defense around. But for right now, 
you just have to take a look at all your cards, right? You know, you get to take a look at all your cards. Or you just take a look at your playing dominoes. Take a look at all your dominoes. Be like, all right, which were the ones I want to play? Which was the ones I don't mind just burning? You know, and and just uh, for right now, it's it's going to be uh, an evaluation process moving forward. Not just you know, gotta win, gotta win. Because honestly, I know you want to beat the Broncos because you want to beat the Broncos and keep this streak alive. It doesn't do anything for us, but I don't yes. care either way whether we beat the Broncos. I do. I definitely I, do. I definitely do. You, you you end you end this season with some momentum, right? You won three of four. You uh, you're four and two in the division. Um, I mean, what's like what it's going to move us one, two, three draft spots. I, I'd rather have the momentum, the positivity. What what, what did beating beat the Broncos do for us? You know, f- five years ago, they got us Cleveland Farrell instead of Nick Bosa for no reason. Zero. I think. Well, okay, John Gruden was going to screw up that draft pick no matter what. Right. You, you can't say that. You can't say that. But can. what you can what I you did. can say is we, we 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 lost out on the ability to to draft Nick Bosa, who would have been the consensus pick had we picked at that spot. He's not a Gruden grinder. He wasn't getting drafted. He doesn't grind. The bumping grinder. He doesn't grind the way Gruden wants. Johnny Gons, thank you for the super chat. Happy New Year's Eve, boys. Happy New Year's Eve to you, buddy. Another cool shot. Nice shot. Here's my wish. Draft Daniels or Penix, bring in a veteran OC. Love Musgrave. He's assistant with Browns. Uh, I think Jaden Daniels is as much as, uh, like, really with me, it's the top four or five quarterbacks. And you know how I feel about drafting, especially first-round quarterbacks. I feel like it's much bigger of a crapshoot than any scout, any GM will ever admit. Much bigger crapshoot than anyone will admit. And also where they go. Who's the quarterback coach? Who's the head coach? The situation they're in that all matters. It's all a much bigger deal than anyone will admit. And so I, I'm not a spend whatever it takes to get the guy. If you believe he's the guy, I know. So don't I disagree a little bit on that one, but that's where I stand. So any of the top, like kind of four or five guys, if we can get, if we can trade up for, you know, market value, preferably less, but if we can trade up and get that guy. I'm happy. I'm happy. And then I and we've been sitting forever. Offensive coordinator, great. Musgrave, um, I don't know how you feel about Musgrave. Soto, I don't have a problem with Musgrave. Uh, okay. I think he's. Um, I'm more concerned with position coaches, uh, not coordinators, because quarterbacks or in general. Well, in general, I think that um, what with AP, I think we're losing a lot of uh, because of he's being a head coach. We lose sight of the fact that, I mean, despite the linebackers being universally seen as one of the weaker positions on this defense, actually played pretty well this year. And that's directly a a result of the coaching that AP gave them. So you have good position coaches, and and that's that's generally how any good run organization is, whether it's in in finance and football and baseball, it doesn't matter where it is if you have smart people at the top making good positions bless you and they're able to put good young hungry coaches below them and they're not intimidated by getting having good coaches underneath them they're not intimidated by having a young guy who's smart and capable underneath them that's what you need to do to build a strong program so musgrave coming in he's capable he knows what he's doing he's been around like he's he knows how to build a good game plan right i think he can be trusted 
And I don't know that he's going to be intimidated by, let's say, for example, if, bless you, if Coach Bo. I'm allergic to having a bad offensive coordinator. It, 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 he, he wouldn't be intimidated, like, for example, if Coach Bo was kept on as a quarterback coach. I think he would be okay with that. Um, either either yeah. way, um, we'll have to see who's available out there. Um, this guy. Enough. Oh, I'm allergic to getting work. knocked out of the playoffs. Uh, let's talk some Devontae Adams. Uh, one of his bigger games of the season, statistically. 13 receptions, 126 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, 21 targets. He was the, like, fourth most targeted wide receiver in all of football. He might have. He might be number one after, uh, after this game. Uh, on paper, really good game. This is the problem. He was so locked on by Farva all game. Like, he can just see O'Connell just, like, eyeballing him, forcing him the ball. The broadcasters, the CBS broadcasters said that AP said in their meeting their goal is to get Devontae Adams going, which is interesting because we've been force-feeding the ball to Devontae Adams all season in the offense. <laughs> Has been terrible. I'm also Go blow your nose, offense. Jesus. And so... <clears throat> With him getting forced the ball, he's getting his stats, he's getting his catches, he's getting his yards, he got two touchdowns, great. But the offense has been stagnant. And today, especially, I think was the best example of it. He had that, la that last drive where he got that awesome touchdown, um, which is amazing. That was Devontae Adams to a T. Contested, corner of the end zone. I think... I think almost every other receiver in football that's not a completion because he would have bobbled it a little bit, but because he had the wherewithal and veteranship to catch the ball and then like just like arm curl it into his helmet and not try to adjust as he was going out of bounds, he just like I'm just gonna hold it here and kept possession. Mwah. Gorgeous catch, absolutely gorgeous. Other than that, every contested catch he had today, he dropped. He just flat out. Now, there were a lot of hard ones where, you know, even Devontae Adams, it's hard to expect. That's why the he's the best in the game. If you're going to be in that conversation, you got to make some of those. You make those. And, and Especially and, on third down. And earlier in the season, he was making those. Today, he didn't. Now, he's such a great route runner that he got himself wide open a few times. And when he was, you know, when he was wide open, he made his catches, did a good job late getting out of bounds. We were trying to, you know, um, preserve clock time. Um, when it was crunch time, credit to Devontae, he showed up. That touchdown catch that final drive, getting out of bounds, making the catches when he needed to. Um, when the lights were brightest, he showed up. The rest of the game, if his elite route running didn't get him wide open, he wasn't making a catch. I think that was the only contested catch he made all day long was that brilliant touchdown catch. So um, I don't know if it's his motivation. I don't know if he's just kind of maybe a little bit older and it's late in week 17 and he's slowing down. But despite his stat line, that wasn't a good Devontae Adams game. Yeah, he, 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 very similar to what I was talking about with Aiden O'Connell's game. He got stats, but don't don't get fooled by the overall number. How many times was he targeted, right? How many drops did he have? Same thing with, with Aiden O'Connell. It's like, yeah, great, 300-yard game or 299-yard game, but how many times did he throw the freaking ball, you know? Again, the difference is Devontae's ceiling is the Empire State Building, Farva's feeling is a duplex. And he no, but I understand that, but it was a similar thing that we talked about with a, a, a previous quarterback. 
yeah, the stats, the, the, the numbers that shine out look great, but you look underneath and it, it may not be that great as you might think. So, I, I, I completely disagree. I still think this is Farva's best game of his NFL career, despite all the things that he didn't do well. You know, not throwing 46 times. It is. I think it's still, I what mean, game did he play better? I have to look at. I have to look look, look at it. Uh, some, some games and I think there was only two sacks, two touchdowns, no turnovers. There there wasn't even like really bad passes, right? Where like a defender dropped the ball, or you know what I mean. Like again, not a, plenty of things to critique about Farva today, and we should, and we will moving forward. But of the nine of his nine NFL starts, I think it's nine, eight or nine. This is his best one. I think it was his best one. Uh, Phil Barb 3000. Once again, thank you for the super chat. So this should have sent RG to the game to seal the deal. I am on a, on a one and no run, right? This is a good time. We really got to test the, uh, the curse. Like is the curse shattered and broken forever? Where if I go to the game, the Raiders are going to win. Or was it just like a blip in the matrix? You know what I mean? I was also in the MGM suite, which maybe that's the problem is I have to be in like the most expensive part of Allegiant stadium for us to win. Like if I don't have field access and unlimited booze, then we're screwed. There's going to be a lot of experiments. We're going to have to do a lot of experiments. Soto to figure this out. Uh, sure. Why not? Um, the other part of this that I want to get to is penalties. So the Raiders uh, coming in today with the least penalized team in football. I'm still blown away by it. Shocked. Raiders, least penalized team in football. Uh, today they had seven. That's the most they've had since week four. And not just seven, but some really crucially bad ones. Uh, Jack Jones had two really bad penalties in that Indies uh, game ceiling drive, that pass interference, and then that offsides on the, uh, on the field goal. Not very Raider-y. And I think more than anything, that that shows me more like that's probably the biggest stat or like tangible number I can point to where I say, yeah, this felt like a letdown game. It felt like Antonio Pierce kind of maybe lost a little bit when those penalties started adding up. Um, yeah, and, and and they were just bonehead penalties, right? Yeah. Illuminar with a bunch of false stars. Only one, only one was uh was like a, a in-game penalty, which was the Jack Jones uh, pass interference, and that looked pretty uncatchable. Like that, I don't think that was a catchable ball. Yeah, it, you know, Illuminor had two false starts. Uh, Johnson had a false start. I don't know what the hell he's doing with a false start. Yeah, and then you had the offsides. I, uh, I'll start by your it, fullback. Come on. Yeah. Man. Right. Well, you know, also that Jack Jones offsides is being disputed right now. I'm looking for a. A, a clip of it, a picture of it. Uh, we didn't, I mean, surprisingly, they didn't show a replay of him being offsides. Uh, who knows? Uh, let's talk about the defense in general. Um, another good showing by the defense. It wasn't a defense that gifted the offense, which is the difference. I think that's why this offense, um, was pretty stagnant for most of the game. Uh, only two sacks, no takeaways, which is a killer. No one really stood out crazy. It was more of like a, a kind of a team defensive effort. 
Other re- other than so the three things this defense played really well, other than three instances, that very first drive where the Colts just easily went down the field for seven. The second to last drive by the Colts, where they were able to kill a lot of clock and score. And then Amik Robertson with another blown coverage. It seems like every single game he, he blows a coverage. Usually he comes back and plays well. Other than those three things, it was a pretty good game by the defense. It was kind of a come home. It wasn't a, it was a good defensive performance. It wasn't the taking over the game for the offensive performance that we've been used to the last couple of games. Um, they, they, they just didn't have that extra gear. Um, they were jumping routes, which is fine, but you, you have to have some kind of backup. You can't be jumping a route, you know, cover zero when you're blitzing, you know, it's a, that's just not smart to do, you know, uh, getting beat by a white guy has to be so embarrassing twice. They didn't throw it to him one time. It's gotta be so Uh, embarrassing having some white dude just like run right past you and score. I think we have the players on this team. We just need to make sure that we, we coach them up a little bit more. And if they're not able to be coached, then, then we can replace. But I like our secondary the way it is. Uh, our linebackers could use another, another, uh, you know, Masterson's fine, but I would like another more dynamic linebacker, a guy that's a little bit better in pass coverage mm-hmm. uh, to mix in. Uh, and we can always use more linemen. Uh, but this might be a, I mean, as weird as it is to say, this might be an offensive heavy draft this year. Uh, for the young players, I think the if if we bring back the same defense, you know, by, by and large, right? Uh, I think we'd be pretty good shape. Yeah, I mean, we can do like uh, the more I think about this, like Devonte Adams potential trade to the Jets. If Aaron Rodgers is just like, we'll do whatever it takes, like Devonte for Sauce. He he didn't not doing not doing that. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers says so. That'd be amazing. Look, Aaron Rodgers is not going to want to bring in somebody and give away a player. They'll give away a draft pick. Give away the future. Because the, the, the Jets are ready to win now. They don't give a shit about the future. They, they want now. So why would you give away a player that helps you now if you want to win now? It's like it's almost like an even swap. You're giving away like the equivalent of Devontae Adams defensively for Devontae Adams offensively. It would, oh, doesn't it, make sense. You make, I mean, that makes sense to you and me. But if the but if the Raider if if Aaron Rodgers is like do whatever it takes and that's the demand, that's the starting point. That's the starting asking price. Uh, a couple more things before we get out of here. Um, you know, there's no bigger fan of AJ Cole on planet Earth than me. I think it's time to acknowledge AJ Cole's role and how well this defense has been playing. He had three punts inside the ten, and he got a roughing the kicker penalty that saved a scoring drive. Well, I'm not going to give him credit for that. He survived it. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. It was more of the defender, dude. I, I, I disagree because it was a little bit of a stutter. Like, it was one of those punts where he didn't go through his normal flow. He added an extra, like, half step that delayed it. And so the defender, I'm convinced that that was part of why the defender ran into him. It was because it wasn't his normal flow. It was a little bit of a stutter. Now, I'm not saying it was A.J. Cole doing it on purpose. It might have been. I mean, that's how good AJ Cole is where I can see it's like, um, like a hard count for a quarterback. If you add like an extra stutter to your step to throw off the guys that are rushing you, maybe, maybe not. It could have just been AJ didn't get a grasp, grasp of it, didn't do it, but that's what caused it. 
whether it was on purpose or not, it was caused because AJ did like an extra, it wasn't his normal stroke. Regardless, he had three punts inside the 10. And that was every single drive pretty much. The Colts yeah, had it was 90 yards. Definitely a big factor. And, you know, whenever you have a really good defense, you're going to have stuff like that. You're going to have a punter that gives you the chance. You know, like you think the Chiefs defense would be as good as it was if they didn't have Townsend? Like, no, Townsend's a really good punter too. Uh, so it all works together. Um, I think we have a lot of good pieces, man. Look, playoffs is done. We're not making it no matter what. Okay. But I think we have a lot of good pieces to look forward to. Uh, I think that this, this is how bad our offense is. We consistently, there's three phases of football, right? Offense, defense, special teams. We almost always win special teams and defense. Yeah. Under AP. Almost, almost, I would and say even when we scored five a of the of, games. Even when we scored a ton of points, the defense scored 14 of those points. Yeah. And then three others was turnovers inside the 30-yard yes. line. Right? Like so we, we're winning games. two of the three phases of football almost every game. And the offense is so bad that, but again, there's weapons on offense. O-line more above average. OC and quarterback. OC and quarterback, we are contenders. If this defense can stay intact and the momentum can stay, we are contenders. Look, if we don't use the money that we used on Jacobs to grab ourselves a piece, let's say along the offensive line, let's say an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman, just some guy that's a, a, an upgrade, maybe not a superstar, but an upgrade to what we have. We have we used Devonte uh, to bring in you know someone else uh, as far as a draft pick goes, right? A high draft pick or two high draft picks. Yeah, I can see us making a lot of noise next year if we can keep that energy up. I think AP said it really uh, said it really well when he said my goal was to match Crosby's energy every single day. Well, I think the, the, the defense, yeah, good luck, but I think the defense up until today matched that energy every mm -hmm. single game. Uh, we need to acknowledge Soto playing hurt today. Oh, geez. I'm Car accident crazy. on the drive to Arizona yesterday. Yeah, that's why I'm doing it from home. I'm not in Arizona. You're like supposed to be in Arizona. To. Everyone's okay. You're driving with your dog, Tipsy. Who's dog yeah, is that? Yeah, the Tippers. Is your Tipsy, right? Yeah. Um, everyone made it home okay. Everyone's fine. But Soto playing hurt. Still did the show. Back's a little sore. Ribs a little sore. He's okay. Every, he's okay. Everyone, he's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But playing hurt. Yeah. Playing hurt. He was questionable. I want to say doubtful. I would say questionable for today's show. Yeah, this light's killing me. But he defied the expectations, and he's here. My man. Yeah, yes. man, it was Love weird. It. it was weird. I, I was, uh, I was driving. I wanted to leave early because you know I just wanted to. I, I wanted to get it over with, get that drive over with. Mm -hmm. I got maybe just to show you how slow I was actually driving because it was pouring rain yesterday here. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I made it like forty miles in an hour. I was still in Corona when I when I was just sitting there. You Southern California people know the ninety-one freeway. How it's oh, the seventh God. circle of hell. The 90, especially out there, that 91 freeway has been built and rebuilt like 19 times. So like the lanes don't match up to the to, to the painted lines. And it gets worse every time. It just gets worse. And then it was super rainy and I was going maybe 50, 50 something. And my back end just started fishtailing and there I went. Fucking spun out and uh, crashed into the side wall. Uh, and 
car was still drivable. The, the bumper did its job and absorbed a lot of the impact. Uh, Tipsy was okay. I had her, I had Tipsy in her harness and in her little doggy nice. seatbelt. Nice. So she just, she was good. Uh, so yeah, everything was fine. Uh, Roy Jacks, thank you for the super chat. Farva's best game was against the Chargers. So again, I'll go back to what Soto's always saying about stats. Um, obviously, the statistically, didn't it was, want to play that game. The Chargers were like they phoned it in, dude. Like you can't use that game, man. Like just like you can't use the first Chargers game against them, you can't use the second because the first Charger game he didn't even practice the first team the whole week. You know. In fairness to Farva, he was tossed a layup. And he slam dunked it. Yeah, he dunked it. He I, was given a value and he dunked it. To his here's, an alley, here's a, here's a li- little lob and he dunked it as he should have. As he should have. 20 of 34, 248 yards and four touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah, he was he was gifted a game and he handled it great. St- st- I'll, I'll acknowledge statistically his best game, for sure. Statistically by far his best game. He never had any pressure. The game was never on his shoulders. He never had to. This is what I want out of a quarterback moving forward in general, not even just right now. This is what separates franchise quarterbacks from guys to me. Can you elevate the situation? If the game's on your shoulders, what happens? For the first time ever in his NFL career, the game was on Farva's shoulders in that last drive, and he delivered. Now, we didn't get the onside, et cetera, et cetera, so we didn't win. But he needed a touchdown on that drive, and he got us one. He's never done that before. That's why I say today is his his best game ever. Statistically, no. But I think this is his best game ever. And I think we should all be rooting for that because we're looking for development. What What do I always talk about? When I'm buying or selling stock, I'm not buying or selling the price now. I'm buying where it was and where I think it's going to go. Barba's going like this. Now, is he going like this where he's our starter, or is he going like this where he's our career backup? That's yet to be discovered. We're going to figure that out. I'm very comfortable with Farva being a backup and coming in as a spot starter. Uh, I'm extremely comfortable. I'm not as comfortable with him being a full-time starter, but I'm not opposed to it. I said it last week. Didn't have a very, you know stable front office coaching situation this season. He was thrown into the fire a lot uh, with an offensive coordinator who may or may not have a strong grasp of what it is to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. How will that change when he has more of a chance to, to go with the ones during a training camp and, and, and starting the season? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see, we see jumps within, you know, not everyone's CJ Stroud people. Okay, yeah. Bryce Young can still turn out to be a really, really good quarterback in this league. Anthony Richardson got hurt. He still can be a really good quarterback. We, we, you know, the first year isn't always, you know, peaches and cream for these rookies. Most of, most of the time, it's going to be the second year moving forward. Uh, that's pretty much it for us, guys. Uh, season's over. A lot of roller coaster of emotions. Have a fantastic New Year's Eve, everybody. Hope whatever you're doing is fun. I do a dry January every year. So I started drinking now because January 1 to January 30, not a drip in my system. It's a change of pace because now I remember every single playoff game, which has never been the case in my adult life. 
So I hope everyone has a good time. Uh, the uh, so I don't know. I think I told you, Soto. I'm moving to Huntington Beach. We're moving to the same cul-de-sac as my in-laws. Yep. So my my daughter gets to grow up next door to her grandma, which I grew up next door to my grandma. It's the best. So we're doing that. And so we're going to go down there and just do like a slumber party at the house, do like an early night at the in-laws, just real simple New Year's Eve. But the wife is kind of sick, a little bit of a stomach ache. She's in bed right now. I'm kind of hoping she stays that way. Good thing she give doesn't watch. Give her a little, give her a little, 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 little spoon and slip, you know, a little, she, little, she, little pickle tickle. She doesn't, she doesn't watch this show. She doesn't care at all about what her husband does for a living. So I'm kind of hoping she stays sick because my boys are playing poker tonight for New Year's Eve. So if she gets better, I do the family thing at the in-laws. If she stays bedridden, uh, old uh, old Archie gets to have a, take an Uber to a buddy's house and get hammered with uh, some No Limit Texas Hold'em. Fingers crossed, guys. I'll send. Please send me all your best wishes. Please, I'll take it. Uh, Soda, big plans tonight? Got to rest, rehab a little bit. Uh, I'm going to rest, but, um, we were supposed to do something with my family. So I felt, I felt kind of bad, you know, for homegirl cause she was promised a, like a road trip and stuff like that. So we're, we're just going to go, go grab some dinner. I made a, I made a reservation, uh, grab some dinner, a little late dinner and, uh, maybe we'll go watch some fireworks or something. Cool. Well, whatever you guys are doing today, have a great time. Happy new year. It was a, um, it's a season that has to be marked as a failure because there's no playoffs, but I think there's a season that has a lot to look forward to. I think there were some, yeah. some major, some major hurdles were overcome. I and think with, with the right, there's a very, very important decisions coming forward for us. But if we, if we make the right decisions more often than not, London Raider, you need to start drinking again. You're 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 starting to piss me off. And London Raider, like he likes you more than me, and still, who doesn't like me more than you? Everyone other than the Windbacks. That is definitely not true. The Highness like me more than like RJ. Uh, oh, you think so, huh? I, I know so. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, um. I think if we look back five years from now and our perennial playoff team, maybe even contending for Super Bowls, I think we look back at this time, even though it was a failure, we're going to look back at this time as the transition that needed to happen. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like when you have a bum knee and you just kind of like tape it up and then you actually blow it out so you have to rehab it and get it stronger, yeah. it's better than it was before. But you were living with it because it was like not terrible, but it wasn't good. Uh, it's kind of like what we need to do. We need to have that 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 clean break, that tough season. Well, what happened? <laughs> RJ, show the clip of you getting pretzel by that MMA chick. I would pay to get pretzel by that MMA chick. So Laura Sanko and I are uh, our colleagues. I work with her. Yeah. I'm, her I'm her producer on uh, when she does quick hits, and then I'm her stage manager when we do uh, the weigh-in show. One of the coolest chicks on God's green earth. Lorisenko. So can we, can we pull a picture of Lorisenko up? You guys be respectful of Lorisenko. She tag knows. Her tag her in this. She can beat you all up. She's cooler than all of you. And, uh, and she can and drink. And she can. <laughs> I don't know about that. That third uh, one. That third one. 
This one right here. This one right gorgeous. Here. Uh, no, 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 no. You be respectful. We're gonna do. We're gonna just. We're gonna just classy photos. Classy photos. This only. is super classy right here. What are you talking about? This not. You're, you're going. You're going the wrong way. I know. I know exactly what I'm doing, Soto. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm gonna, we're gonna be respectful of Laura. Whatever. All right, guys. Uh, season's been awesome. Not over yet. There's a lot of things to uh, to look at with the Broncos. How is these guy? How is this team going to uh, respond when you're outside of the playoffs? Um, Antonio Pierce still working up his resume for the head coaching job. What's going to happen with, between Zeus and Josh Jacobs? Um, can Farva put together something good? Are we going to continue our undefeated run of kicking the donkeys in the taint every single season and sweeping them? Or are we going to do what uh, Soto wants and lose on purpose so we get an extra spot or two in the drafts? shall see till then knock on wood if you're with me hey hey you made it to the end of our video great job i know you want more go ahead and click the next video and if you're feeling crazy go ahead and subscribe <laughs>